Welcome to So This Is Love, the podcast. This is your space to elevate your understanding and experience of self, soul, and love to create your most dreamiest life. I'm Jillian Shields, your host and mentor for self-love embodiment, dream relationship manifestation, pattern releasing, and soul nurturing. Let's live in love. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to So This Is Love, the podcast. I'm Jillian Shields, your host and mentor for the self-love, relationship, soul things. Today, I have... I guess my first guest that I've ever had who is incredible, my very close, wonderful soul sister friend, Savan. Hi, Savan. Hey, how are you guys? Hello, Jill. Hey. Um, and I'm so happy we are having this conversation. I feel like we've been talking about doing this for like ever months, maybe a year <laughs> since yeah. I probably started the podcast or when I was actually thinking about starting this podcast, which was way before I actually did it. Um, And just talking about how great of a conversation this would be, because we're so aligned on so many levels, like we've been friends for like 15 years, probably. And, you know, you and I always agree, like, we're very much soul sisters. (laughs) 100%. You know, it's a fact when we finish each other's sentences or have the exact same ideas. So (laughs) yes, exactly. And it's like, we've, we've also had so much similarities in our journey about like things that we have really wanted to work on things we've really wanted to evolve and things we continually work on. And I think having that conversation, not just, you know, with me speaking in this microphone, but having someone else's perspective is so um, important. And, you know, not only do I love you as a friend, as, as a person, but I always say you're super talented. And if anybody watches my interest Instagram, you probably see me posting about <laughs> candles. It's this woman's candles. They're amazing and incredible. Um, yeah. So I want us to talk about, you know, how we kind of met and us sharing our experience of kind of like where we were back then when it came to our relationships, our self-love, like what was our world like um, then because of our inner world, you know, and I think that's such a good connection to make. And then leading into um, kind of where we are now and what our journey has been like, what are the things that are most important to us um, having evolved into this journey, which I think would be really helpful for anyone listening here. So we met like 15 years ago, I think it was like so long ago. And we were actually health coaches, we were health coaches, like, um, like nutritional coaches back then I was like straight out of university, I think I was like 21 or 22. Um, And you were actually doing your, um, your holistic nutritionist, uh, what is your degree, whatever, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but yeah, it was a certificate program at, a, at the um, Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were doing that and we like clicked instantly. I remember that. We're just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, besties for life. Um, and I remember like for me anyways, like, and I'll ask you to answer this too, but the place I was in is like, I 
I almost felt like I kind of thought I was happy in a way Mm-hmm. because, you know, I was kind of like, things were moving in my life. I just got out of school, you know, um, and this was way, way before my like personal awakening. And like, before I started doing any personal work at all, yeah. definitely before having spiritual awakening. And there was very much this, like a conditional self-love, you know, like I'm only good enough if my body looks a certain way, you know, like that was really big for me. It was really this conditional self-love that was really rooted on the external things Mm -hmm. um, versus rooted in an inner knowing that, you know, that I have now, which is like an inherent feeling of being good enough and valuable and independent of anything external. Definitely. And I was also like, I don't even think I had very many relationships at all at that time, like romantic relationships. I was very much like single and like fearful actually of relationships because of just some of the modeling I had. And little did I know, like later on, I would actually enter into several toxic relationships that ultimately led to my, you know, my choice to do healing and evolution and everything. But I remember you were also in a, a like an unhealthy relationship where, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I think I remember it was like, you were always like sacrificing a lot of yourself to try to make this person like commit to you and actually go in and. There right? was a, it was a lot of my own, um, I mean, looking back at it now and after all the years of growing and stuff afterwards, you basically look back and say, okay, well, that person only treated me the way they treated me because I allowed them to treat me that way. Mm -hmm. And that was because I wasn't confident in my own knowing, like I, I haven't, I hadn't evolved in my own person yet. Like I would come across to any Joe Blow that, that I'm very confident and like even some of my girlfriends would be like, you're so confident. But when it came down to the nitty gritty, it was like, no, you're not mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. And so for some odd reason, because of the dominating personality that that person had that I was in a relationship with would take over and sort of like, I guess you could say dictate what I should look like or how I should talk or what I should do and stuff like that so yeah it was a very superficial relationship yeah yeah for sure and it's it I'm so glad you mentioned that about on the outside I appeared to be confident you know but on the inside that was just so not the case it was so not the case and I think so many people experience this Um, because a lot of people would have said that about me, I think as well, you know, people have, I think, uh, I think everyone has a stage where they're not even looking in inner awareness or they don't know how to, I think nowadays it's a lot different because times have changed. Like what's in the collective consciousness right now has changed or so much more individualism and, and really, um, a support for, uh, worth and acceptance and all of these things that wasn't necessarily the case like 15 years ago. At least I didn't feel it was. It could be because we weren't awake then either. And yes. It, it could have been, but we just didn't realize it at that time. Yeah. And that's the thing, like everyone will walk this journey to eventually awakening to their true self. Right. So you're right. Yeah. We, so we're not there. We, so we're not there. And, and yeah, it's, 
it's really, it's actually really good to reminisce about this because I feel like yeah. <laughs> it makes you think like, oh my gosh, like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause you question like, well, how far have I gone really? And that's, and that's one like point that always hinders my, my, uh, it, it's a, it's a huge trigger for me even still now it's like, oh yeah, you've gotten this far, but like really how far have you really gotten kind of thing, you yeah. know? So it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like this diminishing the significance of how far we've come, like almost like it feels like it's never enough, you know, which I think so many people feel that way. I even still myself get caught up with that, where it's like, I really have to (laughs) check myself and consciously make where I am, how far I've come totally good enough, you know? Yeah, it has to be a big deal. It has to be a big deal. Yeah, for sure. And I think like that for me stems from, I know for me, like me um, kind of diminishing significant growth or things like we're not seeing it as significant, for example, can come from, I kind of grew up in in a situation or a circumstance, home, whatever, where it's like the reward for accomplishments were really, um, prolific you know I was always rewarded for particular accomplishments and so I kind of got mentally trained to be like oh well I have to keep going as in like what how I've gone like where I am how far I've come it's like it's still not good enough you know what Mm -hmm. I mean and we we get that even from like the school system and everything too right and it's this constant of trying to like prove which can come up that's a totally different podcast. That's a different podcast. <laughs> but that's, yeah, it totally is. Um, but for me, that's kind of how I like, I recognize that. Why do I even feel that way? Like, why am I even doing this with myself? Right? Like, obviously, I learned it somewhere. So that's where we were. And I feel like now and I want you to speak about where where do you think you are now when it comes to that looking back just opening that up and looking back about that time when we first met and where we were where do you feel like you are now in that journey or how do you see your journey I guess from then to now I've seen I see my journey there's been like lots of little steps that I've taken uh, and they've kind of like collect collected into like a one big huge step right and you know like everybody says you know take time with things and like be be gentle on yourself and before I was at like far from gentle to myself like I would never I would be literally beat myself up I was like my worst enemy uh I I mean again I still struggle with that but I I know that I'm struggling with it so I sort of like back down a little bit Mm -hmm. on myself uh, but yeah, I've, I've, I've had really, really a few significant, deep, deep lows that I've come out of. And those have been those times where they've really strengthened me and that I can actually be kind to myself because that was never the case. I could honestly say that I was like my worst enemy, literally. Like anything I did was like not good enough for for myself, no matter who was, who was judging me or if they weren't judging me, I would like create this story, this narrative that I have to 
be this type of person. I have to look this type of way. Like if I didn't go to the gym like six days a week with that relationship that we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't good enough that if I wasn't like a certain weight, I wasn't good enough, but I was doing it for other people, external reasons. Mm-hmm. And now I look back and I'm like, I mean, if I want a piece of cake, I'm going to eat the fucking cake. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. not gonna, it's yes. not going to be because if I'm going to start working out, for example, it's not going to be for anybody else. It's going to be because I want to be healthy. It's going to be because when I look in the mirror, I'm doing it for myself. Right. And so, yeah, I've gone down to like what, 125 pounds of solid muscle. And I was like, a gym nut and I was fit as a fiddle and I've gone up to up to like 180 pounds so like I fluctuated up and down but I was Mm. loving myself or pretending I should say quote-unquote loving myself for other people I wasn't doing it for me and that's why it hasn't lasted long Mm -hmm. so now that I look back at it it's like okay well when I do make that decision to put my head into the game and actually take it full force it's gonna be it's gonna have more longevity because it's for me I'm not doing it for to show up for somebody else yeah the the growth has come quite a bit and there's been a lot of realizations for sure um each each step has enlightened me (laughs) yeah I love that you said that. So there's like a couple of things that you said that I want to touch on that was like so magical. So the first thing you said was it was really about all these small steps that essentially stacked. That's kind of how I call it. It's like stack after stack after stack Yeah. where for some time it may may feel or look like there's nothing changing right but then all of a sudden you will notice that you've changed you know and this is why the devotion is so important especially when we're dealing with like such deeply rooted conditioning that we want to change and I think that's so beautiful is like you sharing that actually it really was small steps and it was me not giving up on myself. It's so true. And I love that you said that. And I think that is, gives a lot of like peace to a lot of people and hope that it is about those small steps and the devotion. Okay. And that was the same for me, you know, and I, and it doesn't happen like linear. It's like, it will be these small steps and you'll see a little bit of a difference. And then sometimes in a small amount of time, you'll see like a massive up level in oh, like yeah. how you're being. And it's just like, what? Like, so yeah. it kind of happens in these leaps as well, which is really cool. The other thing you said is really seeing those lower points as completely self-serving for your growth and what you desire to actually become. And I think that's really, really important. And that's another huge thing that I teach and I talk about too, where it's just like, I, I believe whenever something looks like it's falling apart, or if it looks like there's all these problems, it looks like you're getting you know, wall after wall after wall. I believe it's because our soul has asked for healing in that area. And we've asked for a desire. We've asked for a more fulfilling life. So shit, it gets shook up, you know, it gets shook up and things become presented to us 
So it's an avenue and like a through way of us becoming that person who has the fulfilled life. Yeah, I love that you've like seen that. And I think it's definitely something that's easy to see in hindsight after you've done the work. But sometimes when you're in the middle of it, it's hard to actually accept that. But I think anyone's willingness to look at it that way in the middle of it is super helpful and actually speeds up that whole process. Um, For a long time, I felt, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I've said this on many of our conversations, uh, personal conversations, that, you know, Jill, I feel like I'm a hamster in a hamster cage going in this, on this wheel, and I'm just circling on this wheel, and it seems like there's a padlock on my cage, and I just can't get out of it, like, it's mm-hmm. just this rep- repetitive like circles and circles and circles and I know for a fact like a lot of people feel like that it's just like Mm -hmm. especially when you're growing it's like what am I doing wrong you know (laughs) and in that and in that circle you're like okay I'm still going in this circle and I'm not getting anywhere why is this door not opening so I can get the hell out of here (laughs) because yeah there's supposed to be so much more out there for me like and I'm still in this little cage like what is this teaching me right Mm -hmm. so that what that's what I would ask myself yeah you started asking yourself different questions you know you started asking yourself the service-based questions you know like why does this keep coming up? Like, what am, what is my soul trying to teach me? Like, what am I, what do I need to learn here? You know? And I, I truly believe that that's, um, that's something that has changed. Like you just changing what kind of questions you ask in those, both to yourself and to, you know, universe, God kind of thing and leaning on that support, which we'll get, we'll get to in a second, but, um, and I'm the same way as well, where, I notice I've seen you move faster through those things um, and be able to hold on to your trust and devotion during that. Right. So that's really big too. So I love that you said that. The other thing I want to ask you is about blocks, you know, like breaking free. Like we talk a lot about being able, we have to be able to become the person who can hold whatever we want, right? So it's like, if we want a awesome, connected, loving relationship, well, we have to energetically be able to hold that, right? Which means that we have to believe that we're lovable. We have to trust. We have to, you know, have healthy relationship skills. We have to at least calm the fears that might come up with that, you know? So it is really evolving you, the self to be able to hold whatever you want. And you could say the same thing for anything else, whether it's a career. So that involves breaking free and really shedding old identities. Oh my gosh. And you know, you and I have talked about this old identities, like so much, if you feel comfortable sharing that dream, I really think you should. Cause I think it's really, really funny. Um, (laughs) It's so good. And that involves, you know, like looking at what are the learned patterns that we have, you know, and that's not always in our conscious awareness. We don't even realize that it's a learned pattern. So what would you say are like some learned patterns that you've discovered about yourself that were stopping you from evolving into unconditional self-love were, you know, that Mm. kind of stuff? That's a good question. Definitely a great question. We can come back to it, but... (laughs) 
No, I, I, I mean, there's so many that I just want to pick like the most, <laughs> the best yeah. one. Um, yeah. I had a lot of learned behaviors. <laughs> well, I would say that fear is the number one learned behavior. It's just like, that's the biggest one. And I've managed to almost, if you could say figuratively, I'm sorry, metaphorically look fear in the face and say, you know, F you. Yeah. So it's almost like, you know, I'm just going to be in that boxing ring and I'm going to win, but I'm going to use you to win. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, you're going to knock me down a couple of times and that's just life, but I'm going to use you to get better. I definitely think that writing them out, like I've really learn to write things out because before I never journaled and I, I used to be like nah, journaling is not for me I got it all in my head you know I'm good yeah mm-hmm. I'm this this tough girl you know I can I can handle this shit I don't need to write this shit down blah 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 but as soon as you put pen to paper and you visually see what ridiculous things you've been telling yourself it's like what are you thinking like it, I almost said the first time I actually wrote it down and I, I messaged you and I said, I'm so proud of myself for doing this, like actually like writing it down and like breaking it apart. I almost was like, if I could get out of my body and actually slap myself, I would. It's like, <laughs> like, what are you telling yourself all these years? Like, what's going on with you? I, I recognize it a lot now. It's, it's crazy how just putting like your vision on what's up there is half of the work almost, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, the hardest part is the willingness to actually do that for a lot of people that is. And yeah. I don't, I have lots of willingness now, but there are definitely some days where like, if I'm moving something, moving through something really difficult, I don't always want to go right to my journal because I know it's going to be like emotional for me, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm just like, I don't want to freaking you know, but then eventually it doesn't take me long where I'm just like, okay, like, you know, that this can be cleared up in a matter of like 20 minutes. Yeah. If you just sit with yourself and just allow it to flow. And it always does. It always does never without a fail. And the more you, and you may have noticed with yourself is like, the more you bring that willingness and the more you do this, it, it's faster. It's actually so much faster. Like before when it might take you hours or days to get somewhere, it's just, it takes minutes sometimes, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. It's kind of like mind boggling how, how many years and days and months that you've like told this, whatever it may be to your head, you know, Mm -hmm. to your mind. And then you could just sit down for like 20 minutes and it's like, okay, it's resolved. I get it now. I get why I used to say that. I get why I felt that way. But now I get why we're not going to feel that way anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. doing exercise. And then all of a sudden you get the right technique and boom, like your, your butt is like on fire. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. Mental exercise. Yeah. And it's really like allowing yourself to use and explore different tools, you know, like I know for me, I use multiple tools for myself and same with my clients. And I think that's really important because there's so much information about there on what you can quote unquote do, you know, yeah. but it's like, 
you have to try different things and follow your intuition and your heart with it. Like certain things will just resonate with you and you'll feel a pull when you're connected to yourself more. And that's another thing that has been a huge thing is like connecting to the self first. And I've noticed that with this, with you too, is like, it, your intuition just becomes on fire where you actually start to listen to what you actually need. And that, that's also is a huge part of the, um, the speediness of the growth and everything. Right. Yeah, definitely. The, like meditations too. Yes. Just, meditations. yeah. Connecting to your soul, connecting to your soul. Like that gets to be the doing, <laughs> you know, like, that could be the doing. And then also just being, you know, like connecting more with nature, allowing yourself to just be is huge, you know, and leading your life with enjoyment rather than pressure is really, really, really big. That was huge. That was definitely huge for me. Like there would be days where I would almost like be so upset at myself if I wanted to take a nap like I would never listen to my body even Mm -hmm. like I'd be like dead tired and want to do something because if I didn't do that I wouldn't feel productive and it's like oh you didn't do anything today and then it's like instead of beating yourself up for not doing stuff you should rest and then go back to doing whatever you want to do or not do it you know Mm -hmm. fuck it you need to rest if your body's telling you to rest it means that it's regenerating you to be your better self like mm-hmm. all these I, like these realizations came to me and I'm like because I'm like a workaholic like I love to work and perhaps I was and this is a recent realization actually really really recent I was thinking perhaps I've been working stupid all this time because I've been working very hard and like constantly and not getting anywhere. And I was in that hamster thing, right? That Mm -hmm. I I mentioned earlier. And so that was working double time, like going on this wheel, running, running. Yeah, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Never taking a break, never regenerating, never recouping, never um, you know, refueling the battery and then all of a sudden, you know, collapsing, burning out, uh, getting in this mindset that I'm not good enough and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, well, bitch, she didn't rest. You didn't sleep. You didn't do anything that your body was telling you. You didn't listen to your intuition. You just kept going and, but not working smart mm-hmm. mentally and physically. So perhaps I'm not a workaholic. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Oh my gosh. That's like, (laughs) yeah, I have like, I want like the mind blowing emoji right now. Um, And as you were saying that, what was what I, what was landing with me was like, you weren't, um, you, you just weren't allowing your magic to show, you know, it's like the magic was cut off. Your, the genius is cut off. because of that right because there's no rest there's no integration of yourself there's like you said no room for your soul to speak and to be seen and to come out and actually do the wonderful things you know yeah to listen to listen just to like listen exactly be with yourself like that's when you hear things it's not when your head has so much noise, uh, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to get there. I have to do that. If I don't do 20 things in one day, I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. 
So it's yeah. like this constant like BS in your head and, and you, there's no room to be creative. There's no room to shine. It's just flooded with bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's so Literal true. Bullshit. It's so true. And it's like, I know for me, whenever I get in those points where I get caught up in my head and it still happens, I just simply like, sometimes I'll notice it and I'm just like, get out of your mind. Like mm-hmm. mind, step away. Yeah. I'm asking you to step away. Like I will literally say that mind, step off, yeah. you know? And then I'll be, and then I'll call on my soul. I'll be like, soul, come on up. Enter. <laughs> Enter. It's go time. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what I do. And yeah. it actually, it works. Oh, it yeah, works definitely. because it's like a very strong intention. We forget how powerful our own command is. Oh yeah, for sure. Right? 100%. It's like, it's it's the mo- most powerful than anything else, you know? And it's just like, if you realize like you're already in command, it's already happening. You're already yeah. in command. So all you need to do is just look at what you're commanding and change it, right? Yeah. And change it. We have access to these, like metaphorically, like these incredible like beautiful majestic like stallions you know (laughs) and we're just like sitting on these donkeys I mean no offense to donkeys but like we're we have this beautiful like horse beside us that we could get on and like ride into the wind because we have like this you know force to be reckoned with but we're just settling for you know, just walking or, or chilling with the donkey, you know, and, and not moving forward, right? But all you have to do is really take the reins and just like, go with it. Like, if you mm-hmm. fall off the horse, you fall off, you get back on, like, there's no like, if ands and buts, like, we're all created with this magic. So it's mind blowing when you actually like, hone into that magic, like even for like a second, like, five minutes and what type of connection and what type of information you can receive like from this energetic portal you know how many conversations you and oh I gosh. Have. yes like it's just like we could literally write a book about every experience uh and every like magical and mm-hmm. mystical and spiritual experience and knowing that we've been told it's so much, you know, it's almost like, oh my gosh, like, it's almost like you have to like settle yourself and be like, okay, what actually require, like, what do I actually want to act on? What, you know, um, because I can't do it all at once. And it's like, I experience that all the time when I'm, when I'm really connected, it's like the ideas and just, it's just out of control sometimes. Oh yeah, for sure. You're the same way. The messages, the messages. Yeah, the messages and everything, right? It's so crazy. Um, Yeah, so that was really good. Thanks for that. We kind of went on a tangent, but I think it was really good. Um, The one one of the things I want to talk about is because I believe is really important. I know has been important to you as well to me is the power of intentionally crafting your environment to serve your own self-love goals, your own high life fulfillment goals. 
and how difficult that can actually be for a lot of people because there's a lot of like guilt that comes up and it feels like we're being a bad person if we have to like let go of some people and then there's uncertainty well will there will aligned people come in you know and it's just this discomfort that is there whenever we look to prioritize and craft our environment, especially when we notice that the environment is actually not supporting us becoming that woman, that self who is fulfilled in who we are, right? So yeah, that was a, that was one of the first things I started to do actually many, many years ago. And I'm just more, I'm more, even more fierce with it now, you know, and I know you are too, or like, years ago, looking, truly looking at like, okay, I wanted to have unconditional love for myself. I didn't want to be caught up in these external things. I didn't want to be living in judgment, both for me and even with other people. I didn't want to be around people who are like gossiping and shit. I didn't want to be around people. This was huge. I didn't want to be around people anymore who constantly got into toxic and shitty relationships and who complained about their relationship because I'd already did that, did that. Yeah. And it was such a big inventory where I was just like, oh my gosh, that's me. Like, that's what I do, you know? And I'm like, but I recognizing that I can't do that anymore because all that does is anchor in this low standard in my mindset, you know, it, it creates an expectation that you don't even realize you're holding yeah. when that kind of shit is normalized in your environment. So that was really big. And I started to do that. And it, for me, it started, this is a lot about obviously crafting your environment, but boundaries and all this stuff. And I, I started to just not engage as much. That was like the first baby step is like, you're just not engaging as much with those people. Cause you know who yeah. they are. And then eventually it just kind of drops off. And that meant for me, and I know it has for you, is like having way more alone time for a while. Well, then that brought up all my insecurities and fears about about the illusionist idea I had that being alone is bad, as if I'm at some disadvantage. And that's where I really noticed my fear of loneliness and being alone, ending up alone, all that other crap, right? And then actually taking the opportunity to use that circumstance to heal my relationship with myself, you know, Mm. and that was huge. And I know that's been a journey for you too. Mm. Um, But the environment's really big. Would you agree? (laughs) 100%. One million million billion percent (laughs) the environment is everything (laughs) yeah it has been my biggest teacher man uh, there have been days that I have been angry because Mm -hmm. of my environment Mm -hmm. I mean like not angry boiling Mm -hmm. inside my body with anger and those have been days to actually stop and be like listen you're not gonna get past the stage if you don't accept where you're at right now and Mm -hmm. that's just as simple as it is it's like you know you you gotta you gotta create this beautiful environment in your head and and that's where it stays you know just you're not alone you have 
a select few of friends, which is enough, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, that, that they've got your back and, you know, you've got a roof over your head, you've got different talents and you just got to use all of those talents and your brain to just like busy yourself with things that are useful. Yeah, for sure. It's like, yeah, you're right. Not only, um, that's a really good thing. I'm glad you brought up. It's not only your physical environment, but your mental environment, you know, your emotional environment and, and really holding yourself through those times where those fears come up, you know, like that's a huge part of emotional regulation and stuff. And is really, um, leaning into supporting yourself in that, you know, rather than making, yourself wrong in it you know what I mean and knowing that there may be a there may be a period of time where when you start to detach from people who aren't actually serving your highest good and your goals and your dreams Mm -hmm. that you will be alone maybe for a bit you know like for the last two three years I have significantly distance myself well I mean I've cut off a lot of people let's just be frank yeah yeah a shit ton of people like literally like some friends that I've known for like decades and I just didn't turn back it's because it's just been polluting where my mindset has been and it hasn't brought any growth I see like being a service to myself is important And I I see how whatever serves me is important too. But when you have other friends around you, like, like how we, you and you and I are like, Mm -hmm. we bounce off of each other. We bounce ideas off of each other. Like we sort of are, we serve each other. Like there's Mm -hmm. like days where, you know, you need, you need a backup. Like where I'm like your cheerleader. And even if it's just days just to listen to you and not give any kind of, like advice you know it's just Mm -hmm. an ear to listen you know Mm -hmm. and that's what people do most of the time they just want you to listen they don't they're not asking for your advice you know Mm -hmm. they just want you to be there and that I found was very polluting with other people and they would just pollute my environment and my mindset and sort of like I'm on the track to something but they would sort of deter me you know what I mean yeah yep that's not like that to me is not a good friendship. It's not a good environment. So yeah. And it's just like, put, puts put plainly, plainly. It's just, it's just not aligned, you know, it's not aligned. It's like, and doing that inventory, looking at what is your environment? Like, are the people aligned in there? Are mm-hmm. there some, maybe, you know, chances are there are some, you know, but what's the dominating thing? I think that was the most important thing to me. And for crafting my environment, this is a really good um, thing. And that's like a huge tip for anyone listening is like, yes, it's about whose environment, but like who's in your environment. But it's also looking at after you've recognized some of the limiting beliefs and the fears and the habits you're holding Mm -hmm. that conflict with what you actually want, like how I was speaking about earlier, we have to be really mindful of how is that presenting in your environment, you know? And often you'll recognize that those blocks tend to be like the dominating thing. Sometimes it might be like some of your closest friends, 
are the ones who hold that because obviously you connected at one point that was this was this was a really difficult thing for me is like when I was noticing that stuff in my environment back in the day one of my best friends actually was a massive contributor to that as in like we were so aligned on the resisting blocking complaining kind of low vibrational mindset where I was like oh my gosh and I didn't I didn't really do much like I just didn't hang out with her as much but it became so evident because I started to change so fast because I was so committed to like changing how I saw about this stuff you know I started doing a lot of lot of emotional mindset spirituality work and it was like within six months I just there's nothing in common anymore like literally nothing and then it was at that point where I was like oh my gosh we bonded on Mm -hmm. this shit disempowered mindset that was how we bonded you know conversations I call it I call it simple conversations I think the like the simple like talk is so you know how they what's that saying well simple-minded people talk about other people brilliant minds make plans or something like that like Mm -hmm. even like there's Mm -hmm. different categories like you'll there'll be simple people who will just talk about each other and gossip and and not make anything move forward in your lives or just like like dead weight and then there's the next one that will you know make creative plans but then the third one, the brilliant minds will be the ones who basically do things, you know, and yeah. uplift each other and like make moves in their life and like lift each other up and not bring themselves down, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's one, that's what I would, I would notice with the friends that I had then if, if it was all like simple conversations, I'm like, I'm not about this. Like you're draining my energy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I exactly. can't do this. Like I felt like I was there was a hose attached to me and they're just like, like yeah. <laughs> my energy and I'm like, okay, I'm left with nothing and I can't do anything right now. So yeah, exactly. The last thing that mm-hmm. I want to ask, what is the most powerful tool you would say that you lean on when it comes to your growth, creating your highest fulfilled life, loving yourself? those kind of goals, like these soul level goals. And even when it comes to the quote unquote, like tangible fulfillment goals, which could be, you know, a certain amount of wealth or like a career, a a person or anything like that. What's your most powerful tool, Savannah? (laughs) My powerful tool is the only tool on this earth. (laughs) Most strongest. uh, That you lean on. God. Hands down. Spirituality it's not even spirituality it's god like hands down like there's been moments in my life where there's there has not been any other answer but that but god that's it (laughs) yeah and that's the crazy thing is like your logical mind will not be able to find all the answers sometimes because a lot of things that happen in life don't make sense you know it's like when you look at maybe some of the things personally people have gone through or you which witness that you're just like how does that even make logical sense like yeah. you know or you when supposed to though yeah exactly yeah. it's not I, not supposed to exactly that that's what you said right yeah I'm, it's not supposed to and I, I I personally invite the 
the spiritual and not logical because I feel that's what what moves us you know in the mm-hmm. right direction it's not logic that moves you in the right di- direction it's spirit you know it's like your yeah. connection to what you were you know supposed to be here for simple yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> I mean exactly. again that's my way of thinking I, I mean there's a lot of people who think otherwise and that's cool that's just my well, they're not on this podcast, man. Yeah. It's just us. So yeah. we can say whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> um, yeah. That. So, yeah. So spirituality, totally. I knew that would be your answer. Like you and I talk about that so much. Spirituality yeah. and like soul level tools are like a huge part of my work um, with myself and with other people in addition to other things but it's definitely one of those things where it's like okay if you try to look at if you try to come at it with mindset if you try to come out come at it with feeling differently if you Mm -hmm. try to come at it with doing a different behavior you know whatever yeah and it's just it's not sticking for whatever reason. Cause sometimes that might happen if we're dealing with something that's just long standing, you know, yeah. something that's really long standing, or if it's something that happens to you where like you just don't even understand what's going on. Yeah. Especially if you feel like things are falling apart and all of this stuff, that the direct, you know, often the direct way of, Uh, evolving from that and from you know for you to see a way and for the magic to happen is going to God spirituality at least that's what we believe of course and having this deep deep level of trust I think is so big and like you and I were having I feel like I remember you and I were having this conversation like last year or something that we're out for dinner and we're talking about trust like this deep level of trust in the universe in God and touching at the point that sometimes it's it's hard to trust that because we can't see it per se you know like it's like why can't I really really trust like why is there still doubt in my mind you know what I mean because sometimes that happens and you and I were talking about that yes I, I trust I trust spirituality I trust universe God but sometimes at the back there's like still a little bit of doubt it's like well can I actually trust it it will it'll will it actually pull through for me and the biggest thing I remember going into meditation asking this exact question and I was like oh my gosh we don't believe it because our mind and our idea of trust is confounded with a relationship with other humans You know what I mean? So it's like, we look at other humans, the idea of this and no human is perfect. Someone's going to break your trust at some point. Like it could, it could be anyone, you know, no one's perfect. We might get let down. And then we start to base our concept of trust on that experience or those experiences. And when we're dealing with high level support like that, when we're dealing with manifesting, like making the miracles, you know, we're not dealing with a human. We're dealing with all that is right. Omnipresence. Like exactly. (laughs) And it's not like, it's like a parent being like, well, I already bought you this, or I already gave you life. So like, 
go away or like I'm done. It's not like that. It's not like that. It's a constant overflow of support and answers and magic. But we have to say yes every time, you know, not just with our mind and our words, but with our beingness. We have to say yes with our beingness, right? Our belief in it. I think I think a lot of people who I you could say are physically, you know, they have the physical tangible wealth and they're actually like really wealthy in a lot of aspects like emotionally physically like monetary wise they all have this um extreme abundance of belief Mm -hmm. in the fact that they can do anything they want is because they're backed with this they're supported. Yeah, they're supported. Like supported. they don't have yeah. any fear. And like I said, they use this, they use fear as a as a booster mm-hmm. to like boost them into their next levels of life. And it's with this fear and this omnipresence put together is like mind blowing. Like if you can really like balance and hone into like both ends because life is all about that life is like light and darkness you know like in darkness you grow to see the light and in light Mm -hmm. you you level up and then you go back to darkness and then you level up so it's like you always have to have that balance and I think successful people in life in general have been able to get a handle of that and and, get that like get get, that on such a deep level and and work work with it accept accept it work with it seeing it all all of it as being supported supported that was the biggest thing right that's the biggest that was the biggest thing for me it it always is the biggest thing for me is like Mm -hmm. really having this deep fundamental shift in the way we see struggle adversity adversity or resistance it's like even that means you're being supported and it's our job to really look at that and decide that that is actually the ultimate truth of that and that we get to decide what we want to do with that right yeah that's the first thing I do whenever I feel like I've met with some type of roadblock or if something looks like it's not working out it's like the it used to be but not anymore the first thing in my mind is no longer oh my gosh, like, oh my God, like nothing's working out. Oh my gosh. Like again, you know, like that's not what it is anymore. The, the first thought now is like, how is this serving me? I'm still being supported. What have I asked for? How could this be a way that it's giving me what I've asked for? (laughs) You know, it's a through way of what I need to work through to become the thing. Definitely. Definitely well that's all I have that's kind of what I had planned so (laughs) I think it was great thank you so much it was an awesome conversation thank you for coming on the podcast and do you have any last things to say (laughs) I was gonna share my dream with people oh yeah your dream (laughs) okay yes 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 share the dream yeah this was oh my gosh I'll do a quick synopsis of it (laughs) yeah do it so I had this dream, um, I'm gonna say like maybe like seven years ago. Uh, it's still, it was so crystal clear that I still obviously remember it. Like it was like a last night's dream. Um, so I dreamt that um, I was driving 
and I was driving this convertible white BMW, right? And I was dressed up nicely. I was going for dinner or something. And I was going to pick up a friend, but in my dream, I was picking up myself as my, like you could say like an alias. So the girl that was driving was myself as well, obviously. And I was like, what I would see as myself being to the top is like, like fulfilling my highest potential, right? And I'm just doing great. And I'm going to pick up this alias of myself. And she's like, she doesn't have anything going for herself. And I pick her up and we're going for dinner and she can barely pay for herself too. <laughs> but oh I, I, I go and before we go to dinner, we go to this cliff and I push her off the cliff. And all of a sudden it was like, when I woke up that day, I felt like a weight was like literally dropped off my shoulders as if like I need to say goodbye to this version of myself. Yeah, like an old version of yourself. Think, yeah, yeah, an old version and just like live with the fact that you have to get to your highest potential. And this has been something I've been asking of God like forever. Just help me get there. Yeah, yeah. And I think like, And just like for you, like your personality and everything, like you're just, you're such a strong, wonderful person that like that dream felt so fitting that would register for you. You know what I mean? Because you're such like a fire person. You're like, yeah, push her off the the cliff. You know what I mean? Like you just, you have that kind of like those things yeah like a firecracker you love true crime and all this stuff so it's just like that dream for you was like totally for you because that's what it symbolized for you for you to register that like oh that's what this means like it was so for you and I think that happens with everyone you know like someone who may um receive a, a a message of that of that type yeah, they would receive it in a way that they could receive it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you yeah. receive it in a way where you're just like, that actually fired you up. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? So I think that's, so yeah. So yeah. And I think like, yeah, that just goes to, like, I feel like everyone just will receive those things and whatever, in whatever form yeah. that it will land you know that's so true. that's why that dream was so symbolic for you which I think yeah. is so cool On this day it's crazy yeah it's so crazy okay <laughs> now I think we're done yeah <laughs> thank Definitely. you so much for coming it was so nice okay. and I'll see you Saturday we're gonna go hang out for your birthday so. <laughs> okay everyone I hope you enjoyed and I will see you next time 